afternoon, everybody out there listening to my radio show. This is the Reverend Blake Ruby. Welcome to my show, The Church of the Soul's Evolution, where I talk about spirituality in a war filled with in the world filled with war and killings, active shootings. The time is always right to develop ourselves spiritually. Don't you agree? And where else will you find the really kind of true spirituality than on my show and other shows on BBS Radio? And there's other ways, too, on the YouTube. You know, there's lots of videos on near-death experiences and extraterrestrials. And our objective, I think, in my opinion, in this life is to develop ourselves as spiritually as possible, as much as possible. Because we don't know if tomorrow is going to be here for us, you know. That's logical, right? We don't. I know that I've grown up, I'm 69 years old. I remember when I was a boy, I used to think we were invincible, didn't we? Running around in the fields, always running, happy, you know. wonder why that is. Running, we would run here, we would run there. We were always happy. The children were always happy, weren't they? Growing up, ourselves and other people we've seen, because they ran everywhere, you know, they had no qualms, boys and girls both, running from here to there. Come on, I'll race you. Let's run here. And why were we always exercising our hearts and our lungs? But then now, when we got older, our parents would say, don't run, walk. You know, we lost that happiness. And there's a song by Pharrell Williams called Happy. Clap along if you feel like a room without a roof. Clap along if you feel like happiness is the truth. Clap along if you know what happiness is to you. Clap along if you feel like that's what you want to do, and that's what I've been practicing, my friend. Clapping. Check it out on the Internet. Clapping is actually very good for you. It, it releases all kinds of energies from your chakras, you know. It's good for the blood circulation, and so I've been out here in my back patio over the last few days practicing singing and clapping at the same time, which is what I do in church when I go to church on Wednesday when I practice, and tomorrow when we get in front of the congregation, we'll be singing these songs. Just about all have a place for clapping in them, you know, and it's quite a thing to be able to sing and clap at the same time. It's like people that can play guitars and sing at the same time. It requires coordination. And I was just practicing out here before my radio show. And some days are different than others. Sometimes I feel like people are watching me like, oh, make, he's making too much noise. But then jets will fly overhead and there's a highway just down the road here as loud all times of the day. And then there's dogs barking. So why can't I have my little 20 minutes, 30 minutes practicing my songs? You know, I know about couple hundred songs by heart, you know, and I still push ahead and do it. No one's complaining out here telling me to be quiet, but it's a good thing to be able to coordinate your hands with your voice. I went to a Toastmasters meeting this morning, the first and third Saturday of each month, and there were 16 of us, you know, 10 there in the room, six online. At 9.30 in the morning, just imagine, use your imagination and we're all required to get up and talk. And it's not easy sometimes, but for me, it's been easier 
because I've been practicing clapping hands when I sing and all these songs. I just sang Limelight by Rush. Living on a lighter stage approaches the unreal for those who think and feel in touch with some reality beyond the gilded cage. And also Fire and Rain by James Taylor and what were some of the other ones? I know so many songs. I love my songs, everybody. It's a work in the making. I began learning these songs all the way back to 2012. My Way by Frank Sinatra was one of the first ones I did. Horse With No Name by America. And then I built my repertoire. I've got several Leonard Skinner songs, Simple Man, Fleet Bird, They Call Me The Breeze, Sweet Home Alabama. And then I know songs by Neil Young, Old Man, Journey, three songs, Lights Don't Stop Believing, Wheel in the Sky, The Eagles Hotel, California, Lion Eyes. You know, these are long songs, too. You've got to know all the words by heart, you know. Take it to the limit, best of my love, peaceful, easy feeling, take it easy, Desperado, Desperado, are you a Desperado, my friends? Are you somebody that won't let people love you? Are you one of them people? I hope not. You should love yourself. Just like in that song, Simple Man by Leonard Skinner. You want to be something that you love and understand. And your mother wanted you to be a simple man. To... Promise your mother that you would be that. And she'd be satisfied if you could be a simple man. And that's what I strive to be, a simple man, you know. Don't forget, son, there's someone up above. Find a woman and you'll find love. And don't forget, son, there is someone up above. What about that, huh? What are they talking about? What was Leonard Skinner talking about? There's someone up above, up above in the sky, in the sun. I'm looking at it right now over in the distance. The spirit world, because if you have a spirit in your body, do you? Then that spirit is made of what? Light energy. And what is light energy? Billions of electrons. Electrons have a mind of their own. You know that if you look at somebody, you change their molecular structure. You ever feel like someone's watching you? That's how. All you got to do is look at something. That's what God, the creator of the universe, the great supreme creator of the universe, that was part of his plan. He's experiencing his, he, her, him, her, I should say. God is both male and female. My son, I got into a, kind of debate with him last night. He said, but Dad, the Bible says that there's only a Father God. And I said, son, because we really hadn't gotten a deep conversation, and I don't want to really change anyone's faith or shake their faith, you know, but when it comes down to truth, my son I know is an old soul. I'm an old soul. I said, but Bryce, don't you think Father God wants a woman by his side? Who can tell Father God that he can't have a woman by his side. 
What man does not want a woman by his side, except for someone who's gay, who has a spirit of the opposite sex in their body, like a female spirit inside a male body, or a male spirit inside a female body. I've seen them all the time. I've seen them all the time. I can recognize them a mile away. Some you can't tell too easily, but that's why they're here, to help make the world a better place so that we can love each other. Love is going to save us and keep us from having all these wars that pop up occasionally, you know, with hundreds of people being killed for no good reason, perpetuating the revenge factor, whatever you want to call it. There's no good reason to take someone's life. It's against the will of the Creator. And you don't want to go against the will of the Creator, my friends, because it's like the Bible says, and the Bible has many truths, you know. Indeed, I don't believe 100% of the Bible, but one thing they say is that you don't want to incur the wrath of God, the Creator, because if you destroy whatever God created, you're going to pay the price. I guarantee you, no doubt about it, I tell you the truth. One day, it might not be tomorrow, it might be far into the future, but unless you repent, you're going to go to a very special place that God has made. A lot of people go there because, don't you know, there's a lot of evil people in this world, indeed, like those Hamas people. Some of them, not all of them, you know, not all the Palestinians, I'll give you that. You know, I know there's a lot of beautiful, wonderful Palestinian people with their beautiful children, which are innocent, and the women who bear their children, and a lot of men are good men, I know, but then there's some that are rotten as bad apples, you know, that maybe they're told to do that because of being paid but for whatever reason, these baby decapitators and people that rip babies out of pregnant women and cut their heads off and they do that. You know what? Let me just tell something out there to the news. All these news stations that cover the war. Show us everything, please. Don't cover up the faces. Show us a reality. Show us the truth. We can handle the truth. Show us these bodies that are lying on the ground. People are dying all the time, my friends, and they're worried about these inhibitions that people have. Show us the truth. I can handle it. Can you handle the truth? That's why we haven't made contact with extraterrestrials, because we can't handle the truth. Just like back in the 1930s when they had the War of the Worlds with Orson Welles, and they thought they were getting attacked by aliens from Mars and it created a panic because you've got people out there who are wimps and cowards that can't handle the truth. It's making it tough for the rest of us brave people. Oh, don't show a baby with his head cut off in the ground. Oh, that's so terrible. Yet you've got movies out here that Hollywood makes where you, they do just that. They show all that graphic stuff. Show us the graphic stuff. Let people internalize that. We need to so that we can stop war. You hear what I'm saying? We need to stop it and live in peace. One way to do it is for the news to show us the graphic, gory details of what's going on. Reality is reality versus fantasy, my friends. Which one are you embedded in? You go down the highway, you get into a car, and you know all these police that scoop people off the highway, body parts and blood all over the place. Or try to tell them about, oh, I don't want to see that. Oh, I couldn't handle that blood. You're a wimp and a coward if you can't handle that. But that's reality. 
Am I being a little bit too harsh in the story? Maybe just a wimp, not a coward. But we want the news to show us the graphic, gory details. Show us a baby with its head cut off. Show us a pregnant woman that's been opened up with a knife and the baby pulled out and the head cut off. It's reality. It's time that we embrace the truth. It will help us in our evolution to get to where we need to be going, my friends, and make contact with those extraterrestrials out there. It's just another step in the right direction. That's all I'm saying about the news channels, CNN, they're covering it over there. What's happened before in the past, the people that have covered the war and World War II and the Korean War and Vietnam War. War is war. Anything that you can imagine that was done bad was done. Anything that you can imagine that's already been done. So show us the truth. We can handle it. I'm a soldier, a soldier for life. I can handle that stuff. They don't scare me, Hamas, doing what they do. You know what? If I had them lined up in front of me, 50 of them, those people that killed those Jewish people, my brothers and sisters, because I'm part Jewish, on October the 7th, those 260 Israelis that were killed by them, I heard a lady today talking about what had happened, how they lined them up and they were begging for their lives, pleading for their lives, and they still shot them anyway. And then while their bodies were down on the ground, they shot them again repeatedly, and their bodies were jumping up as they were shooting them. You know what I would do with them? I would line them up. I would take them. I would put them into a crocodile pit, one by one, feed them to hungry crocodiles, and see the look on their faces as they were going down into that crocodile pit, getting eaten alive by crocodiles. And the ones that did the rape, that raped those women, then you know they did. You know they raped a lot of women, all those hostages. You know what I would do with them? I would bury them in an ant's nest up to their heads and cover their heads with honey. It's a slow, painful death, my friend. But what's more painful than a mother that loses a beautiful 16-year-old daughter and has to live the rest of her life thinking about how her beautiful daughter was raped and murdered by these? barbarians, these scoundrels of society who should be, maybe it's a little bit too harsh to kill them, you know, but I say isolate them, put them on an island somewhere, don't give them the chance, the choice to reproduce, and just let them live their lives in seclusion and die away and disappear and leave us alone, we don't need that minority on planet Earth, making things difficult for the rest of us, those however many Hamas people, they're not all bad. I mean, we're talking Palestinian people here. It's just a small minority of them, which are the Hamas, right? Which are like gangs, like the Bloods or the Crips, you know, they get paid to do what they do. And human nature, the nature of the beast is that people just go crazy in a warlike situation, they start killing each other, they smell the blood, and they'll do crazy, crazy, crazy things, you know. But it doesn't scare me. I know how to deal with people like that. I've heard it all. I've seen it all. I'm not afraid of the truth. There's nothing they can do that would shock me. Maybe temporarily, but you know what? My goal, my objective would be to get them and either kill them, maybe not kill, but isolate them, 
sometimes it's not possible to get them, you know. And what the Israelis are doing right now, I mean, it's like our 9-11. You know, did anybody try to get us to stop going to Afghanistan to get revenge for al-Qaeda perpetrating the 9-11 attacks, those 3,000-plus people that were killed? Oh, wait a second. No, don't do that. You're killing too many innocent people. Well, I'm sorry, but they started it with 9-11. Over 3,000 people killed. The World Trade Center is knocked down. Well, the Israelis are in the same situation now. And we went into Iraq because of 9-11, too, all the way, conquering, killing people, lots of people. Oh, what a world we live in, my friends. People getting killed all the time. Where are the angels, God? And God's given us free will. That's the thing, you know. We're here to learn. And learn basic social values. But will there ever be peace? I hope so. We all need to help make the world a better place. Hold on, please. Gotta take a drink of water. The sun's going down over there in the distance. Yeah, that's good. Good water. Evian water. It's expensive, but it tastes good. Made in the French Alps. wonder if I can put it on my thing. Yeah, I can. Okay, that works. Well, I am a reverend of the Universal Life Church. And there are some people out there that don't recognize the Universal Life Church, but I would really love to have my own mega church, you know, and talk with people about these kinds of things. What do you think? Do I have any support out there? Just send your donations to Blake Ruby. A million dollars, and I'll open up a church. There's got to be some millionaires out there listening to my radio show. I sell spirituality. I'll be your spiritual advisor. And I'll tell you how to get to the afterlife in good standing, to graduate from this existence with honors. Yeah, that's what it's all about. In the university of the universe, my friends. Anyway, like I was saying with my son last night, he was a bit shocked. You mean there's a mother God? Now, wait a second. Hold on. Are you telling me there's a mother God? And I said, besides what I said earlier, well, Bryce, the truth is, and everyone's entitled to their opinion, but what I think is that you need a mother and a father to have children. You can't have just a father, God, creating children. How would he do that? You have no idea. They have no idea. They haven't even begun to think of how that is done. Maybe God being omnipotent, the father, God, he can just wave his hand. But I don't think so. This is a universe of male and female, alpha, omega, the yin, the yang, the positive, the negative the supreme creator of the universe who initiated the Big Bang and when the solar systems began forming one after another and then when so many of them were put together and then you had one galaxy and part of that plan was also to have beings like us, sentient beings that creator could experience through us, looking through our eyes whenever the creator wanted to, to experience this whole scenario through us. We are microcosms of the universe, my friend. Haven't you noticed, like I was saying, when you feel like someone's watching you or when you look at somebody that all of a sudden they change their behavior? 
because our eyes are very special instruments and we can change. It's been proven there's a, I can't remember right off the top of my head, a scientific theory. I'm trying to remember it, but it says that you can change things by looking at something, kind of like, um, you know, when they can bend a spoon by looking at an object or can make things move by looking at something. Objects can move from here to there. You understand the, the science behind it, quantum mechanics and molecular structure and also using your hands, you can make items move. It's a long forgotten art. Human beings possess that capability. But suffice it to say, back to what I was talking about, we need a mother and a father God to create children. We are all the children of God. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. We've been raised, especially the Christians in this society of ours, this civilization of ours, going back thousands of years, to believe there is only one Son of God. Oh, my God. Oh, my Jesus. Only one Son came here. And what are we? We're not children of God. But Jesus taught us to pray, our Father who art in heaven. So, hello, logic dictates that we are all the children of God. Jesus was like an older brother. He came here on his soul's journey to enhance his evolution in his evolutionary journey, his soul's journey, and you'll have that opportunity sometime, maybe in the future, after you get to the afterlife, you'll choose your next life in heaven. They have this great computer where you can see all these different scenarios that depending on your soul's evolution and the spiritual development that you achieved in this life, where you'll be able to go to a planet in different stages of evolution. There are some out there that are planets just like Earth, going through the medieval stages, some maybe thousands of years like we had before in the past, you know, back in the Egyptians time, Egyptian times, and also during the time when Jesus came on the scene, you know, 2,000 years ago, and some civilizations that might be in that kind of scenario where they're about to destroy themselves, where there's a lot of sexual immorality, a lot of murder, a lot of rape going on, and going down the wrong path, you know what I mean? And so they are in need of divine intervention. And so would you be willing to go to a planet out there somewhere, maybe in the Milky Way galaxy or another galaxy, Andromeda galaxy, P-51 galaxy, the small Magellan cloud galaxy, a planet like Earth that's maybe in its evolutionary stages, approximately the same as what we were 2,000 years ago, and do what Jesus did? Would you be willing to do that? knowing that you had to die on a cross, you know, oh, that must have hurt Jesus, you know, what he went through, got beaten up, you know, whipped, his back whipped, how many lashes did he get? 20 lashes he got, and uh, he had that crown of thorns put on his head, and, you know, he was beaten up by the, the Romans and punched and kicked, and, and then he had to drag his cross through the town up on the hill, and got nailed to a cross, hands and feet. Imagine the nails going through your wrists, how that would feel. And then, you know what they say, a crucifixion is a very painful, terrible kind of death, because once you're up there, then it's really a slow asphyxiation. 
besides all the pain of the, and the blood running down from the arrest, you're bleeding to death, too, at the same time, especially if they hit the nails through the arteries and the wrists, you know, and, and your ankles, and it's hard to breathe, and your, your breath's coming, ragged gasps, and uh, so then eventually you'll die. Well, that's what happened, and would you be willing to go through that? But then, surprise, surprise, the good news is that he was brought back to life. How? Well, of course, he was an extraterrestrial. The Jesus who died on the cross came from the planet Uba. Check it out on the Internet. If you don't believe me, if you want some more information and details, T-H-I-A-O-U-B-A. And if you don't want to, then, well, you're not thinking outside the box, and you don't want to learn to prove that I'm wrong, but read it and find out for yourself. I'm telling you the truth. That's what happened. Just like an avatar. You slipped this extraterrestrial from the planet Thyuba, put this astral body into a human-made body, a body that was human, made by the, the great elders there, shall I say, on the planet Thyuba, a planet of the ninth category of evolution, which is the most highly developed of all the categories of planets. A virtual paradise, my friends, where everything is beautiful, no pollution, animals don't eat each other. I know I've said this before if you listen to previous radio shows, but for the benefit of those people that have not heard my shows before, I'm saying this. The waters are pristine and pure. Trees grow to be 600 feet tall. Beautiful colors everywhere, much more intense than here on Earth, almost like heaven. When you get to heaven, that world of fire over there in the distance, which has since set or disappeared beneath the trees for me, over there I can see. That world is a world where it's on fire, but we can live in fire. Our spirits can live in fire, my friends. That's the truth. We are spirits in the material world. And really, the only question is, are we really spirits in the material world? Well, the police said so in their songs. So you have to believe that. The police were the greatest, one of the greatest rock bands of the 70s, right? So you have to believe what they said is true. We are spirits in the material world. We are spirits living a material existence in a material body. This body is like a coat that we will shed one day when we pass away, hopefully, far into the future, because every day is a gift, my friends. I love my life here. I'm now enjoying it more than I've ever done because I am developing myself spiritually. Plus, there's, there's energies and forces out there that when you speak those positive words and you create that positive energy around you, and I know there's extraterrestrials out there that are watching and helping us all here on Earth. You know, they want us to succeed in our evolution, you know, and help make the world a better place and, and help Mother Gaia, this planet, this cosmic being in her own right, Mother Nature, if you will, evolve to a higher level. Because right now it's a category one planet. And a lot of the re some of the reasons why there's a lot of war, if not the main reasons why there's war and not peace on this planet, is because we live in a on a planet which is of a very harsh environment, if you will. 
where animals eat each other and there's weather that affects us, the atmosphere is weighing on our psyche, the you know, atmospheric pressure weighs down on us. The what is that instrument that measures the humidity and that kind of thing, you know, I'm trying to remember what it is, but it weighs on us, it weighs on our psyche and hit by lightning, you know, die in an earthquake. I've been through it before. You know there's a thousand and one ways you can die on this planet. We're not in the top of the food chain. So war is something that's been going on on our planet for a long time. But the good news is when you develop yourself enough spiritually, you can understand you can understand that. Once you understand it, then you can leave all that behind you. It's like all your fears will be floating around very slowly. You know, you'll understand who you are. Who are you, my friends? Why are you here? You are living for the supreme creator of the universe in a process known as the soul's evolution. Before you were born on this planet, you existed in spirit and your soul, which is the brain of the spirit. You have a physical brain. We have a physical brain now, which guides our physical body. But before we were born, we existed and we chose this world to come into here. I think many of us here on earth are fairly traveled souls. We've been around the universe, you know, been around the Milky Way galaxy. And we understand the truth. Before we were born into this world, we had access to universal knowledge and we knew all the answers. But we were born into this world so that we would experience a half a day of light and half a day of darkness. And there's a lot to experience from darkness. There's a lot of fear that we need to overcome. Really, the ultimate fear, my friends, I've never said this before, I'm going to take a drink of water. Besides the other fears out there, the fear of death, fear of bodily harm, you name it, fear of heights, fear of being drowned, the ultimate fear, my friends, is the fear of darkness. There's nothing more terrifying than being an abject, totally utter darkness where there's no light anywhere is where you'll find it in some place in some places in hell you'll find that in some places in hell you know on the way down there which is straight down to the center of the earth just like you possibly could go to heaven the sun in a tunnel of light because if you take away the five senses then all you have all this physical stuff will disappear and all of a sudden then the only thing will be you and the sun over there and this is a maybe you came from another sun in the universe you were born on that sun we were all born on suns yes we are stardust that is the truth my friend some of us were born on suns in maybe other galaxies and that's what you return to when you die maybe not our sun 93 million miles away which is a separate solar system from other solar systems, which is 
being commanded by the mother and father god of the solar system. The sun is the matrix of the solar system. It controls the rotation of the planets and the moons and also their revolution around itself. And also provides the heat and light that we need to live in that green zone here on planet Earth. Mars was there one time in the past, but they slipped out of that green zone and cooled down. And so now you have like a desert-like environment on Mars. And, you know, it really behooves us as human beings in coordination with the rest of the world, other countries out there, instead of these petty conflicts that we're involved with, all these words that were thrown at each other about fighting and this is our land and we're getting revenge for this and that and we're different. No, we're not that different. We're human beings. Yes, we are different in as much as the skin and maybe our facial characteristics, but we are human beings, all babies. Take all, like a Chinese or Asian baby, black baby, Indian baby, Muslim baby. Put them all together in the room. Aren't they all beautiful and all the same, you know? And we should be pulling together as one human race and ensuring our longevity by putting a base on the moon and on Mars, working together like we know we can. President Reagan once said in a United Nations address back in the late 80s that just imagine if there had been, a, if there was an alien attack from extraterrestrials, and there are some bad ones out there. I'll tell you, I'm going to take another drink of water. You've heard a lot of talk about all the good extraterrestrials, the ones that I know, the ones from Sayuba, the ones from the planet Verdant, from the Pleiades. There's a lot of people here on Earth which are who are Palladian star seeds and um, Arcturians. I don't know if I pronounced that wrong, but there's many, many that have been visiting Earth over the years, and some more than others right now. But there are also some known as the destroyers, which travel around the universe and can destroy entire planets. I mean, our, with our current level of technology, we would have no defense against them. And it's true. Read the book, True Tales About Positive Alien Encounters. True Tales About Positive Alien Encounters. And they're out there. There was once upon a time... Ten civilizations living in this one galaxy, and they were fighting each other sometimes. You see, it's not unique to planet Earth. Violence, the kind of violence that's going on now, has existed in the universe for millions of years. When civilizations are in their early stages of evolution, fighting and killing and war is a pretty common thing, apparently. Well, these 10 civilizations, they, they formed a, a union called the Decembrate, kind of like Decade. Uh, the first three letters, D-E-C, the Decembrate, or something like that. I'm not 100% sure, but then they lived in harmony, and they shared their technology, and they shared their 
their food and whatever else that they have between each other, and they lived in peace. But then eventually one civilization didn't like the way things were going and broke away, and they became known as the destroyers. And, and so they set out to destroy entire planets, like our planet. They could come here. I don't know where they are. But there's a lot of good guys out there, suffice it to say, who know how to handle that kind of extraterrestrial civilization, you know. And they, the bad guys have some very sophisticated weaponry, you know. But they also delight in killing people, entire planets. And one, one I read in the book, the way they do it is they get all the people on the planet to turn on themselves and kill each other. Animals, too, ripping each other apart slowly. And they get to see that, and they delight in that. But we don't want that to happen. As I mentioned, we have a lot of friends out there, too, extraterrestrials that have been visiting Earth for a long time. And so we have their protection, like the extraterrestrials from Pio Uba. They are our guardians, you know, as I mentioned, we would have no defense against some extraterrestrial societies. You know, their technology, I mean, they can, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm going to take a drink, destroy us if they wanted to in a few seconds. And they haven't done that because there would be consequences for that. Don't forget the Supreme Creator is watching all of us, knows what is going on in his, her universe. And anything that means destroyed, they're going to have to pay the price of those destroyers, that extraterrestrial civilization. They're kind of like fighting against the Creator, just like the so-called imagined devil, you know, who some people attribute to having as much power as the creator, which is nonsense. But if there ever was a devil, like they talk about, it would be that kind of extraterrestrial civilization who might not believe in God or doesn't want God to experience his herself through them, and so they're fighting back, which is understandable, really. But you also have to appreciate the miracle of all creation, how we wouldn't exist if God hadn't created the Big Bang and the universe began forming itself one solar system and one galaxy after another. And here we are in the spiral arm of the Milky Way galaxy going through our own process of evolution. We die, people die all day, all the time. 40,000 each day on planet Earth. And where do they go? They go to the spirit lands. They pop out of their bodies, their spirits do. And they get back to where they were before. It's a remembering. You see, when we're born here on planet Earth, we are made to forget. Then take a drink. Think about that. Made to forget. Hardwired, my friends. Hardwired. Our brains. Hardwired to forget where we came from. Why? Because it is specific. It is a specific learning environment. And we volunteered to come here, partly because of this beautiful jewel of a planet. Think of all the life here, over a million types of insects, 
over a million types of, excuse me, over a million types of insects, over 30,000 types of fish in the ocean, seas, rivers, and lakes, over 10,000 types of birds, over 10,000 types of reptiles, over 9,000 types of amphibians, over 5,000 types of mammals, thousands of different types of trees and flowers, hundreds of different types of fruits and vegetables. It's a veritable paradise, but it is a planet on the lowest ladder, lowest rung of the evolutionary ladder. But still, this total paradise, I mean, it is beautiful. Imagine what planet Earth was like 500 years ago before the Industrial Age began to defile the, the atmosphere and the waters of our planet. It was, there's a lot of smog and pollution in the air now and in the water. It was beautiful and just teeming with life. And these extraterrestrials, they've been around for millions of years in that same planet Earth. That's a very valued location in the universe. It's very respected for the beauty that it has. You know, it's a wonderful world. It truly is. And we're guilty of destroying it, you know, with pollution and taking oil out from underneath the ground and which is there for a specific purpose, you know, to help the tectonic plates move around, which they shift, you know. That's what the oil was there for. It's not to power our cars. God didn't, God, the Creator didn't make it oil, fossil fuel, so that we could power our vehicles and pollute the atmosphere. No. We did that. And now, we wonder if maybe we've gone beyond the point of return where we can restore our planet to the way it was hundreds of years ago before we began to ruin the atmosphere and the water. Dang, I hope I'm not making things worse, my friends, by talking about it, but we need to understand the truth of what we're doing. And we need your help to make the world a better place. I'm guilty just like a lot of people. I drive a car and I pollute the atmosphere with carbon monoxide. But it's a four-cylinder engine. I kind of said to myself, I'm not going to get an eight-cylinder engine and burn more gas. I need to get from A to B, and I'm guilty for not having bought an electric car already. But we do need to stop using oil. Besides, taking oil from underneath the surface of the earth for that purpose that it's used naturally for and also polluting the atmosphere, we shouldn't be driving. Well, let me rephrase that. We should be working towards a future where we can live more in harmony with nature and that way ensure that all the plant life and a lot of species have gone into extinction because of our ways. You know what I mean? And we need to live for the future and our children and their children and generations to come. And you can do your part by helping make the world a better place. It's your own show on PBS radio start with, or maybe your own TV show. 
talk whatever you want to talk about, whatever your passion is, my friend. How am I doing on time? I've got about 10 minutes left. And learn the truth. It's out there. There's so much knowledge that people have. You can learn from other people. You can learn from me. I've learned from other people. We learn from each other. Learning should be a two-way street. Not to the point where someone is telling you, this is the way it is, and there is no debate about it. I see a lot of people, Some, I don't want to say really anything bad about them, but some of the televangelists, they get up there, and they have egos, you know. They're really good at talking, and they're, of course, making large sums of money. And to give them credit, a lot of what they say is true and it's beautiful, but then they're not really compromising their views, and they're, they can't think outside the box. Kind of like my son. I don't know if my son's listening. He called when um, at the beginning of the radio show, and he knows that I have a radio show from six to seven. He should have remembered that. But that's okay. You know, I have to give him for that. But as I told him last night, you have to seek more information. You have to seek the truth constantly. You don't tell. You don't accept what the church tells you always because it's a money-making business. They're not concerned with the truth all the time. And the Bible was written by men who, you know how people can be? They're not always concerned with the truth. And the people that wrote the Bible, it's not like God was looking over their shoulder and saying, yeah, write that. You know, write this. Why, why wouldn't God be doing that now? We're so much more advanced than they were back then, our technology. And we've had the benefit of over 20 centuries of evolution to get to where we are today. Why wouldn't God speak to us instead of them in the past? Why, why would they have more interest from God than we are right now? And the truth is, is that they were at a very low stage of evolution where there were no guns and all they had were bows and arrows and spears and and they couldn't really cause too much damage to people although there were a lot of wars back then there's always been wars but i told my son you have to think outside the box you know the object is to walk alone and not conform some people are so worried about what other people think but you die alone, you're going to be buried alone. Find the truth. It might take a lot of years. It might take 20, 30, 40 years. It's taken me that long to get where I am today. But you can also, you have to start somewhere. In a church, it's a good idea. It's a stepping stone for where you need to be. Think about the divine intervention we had in the past. Think about all the miracles that Jesus performed, that's something that's worthy of a lot of study and reflection on, you know? How exactly did, he, did Jesus do all those miracles? I'm going to take a drink. It is a very noble pursuit 
to study the life of Jesus, who died on the cross. And now we're coming up to Christmas time, when the baby who was born in Bethlehem was in a cradle, in a manger, and a light shone down from up above, maybe two, three hundred feet above the cradle, above the manger. And that light, and I'll tell you the truth, please don't forget this. I've said it before, I'll say it again. It'll change the way you think. It'll change the way the world thinks. And we need changing so that we can stop war. You can handle the truth. We all can handle the truth. We don't want people anymore to tell us that we can't handle the truth, whether it's showing us graphic, gory reality on the television or that there are extraterrestrials out there that we are not alone in the universe. We're not alone in the universe. The universe is teeming with life. Check out some of the Gaia videos on YouTube, G-A-I-A, which is another word for Mother Earth. We are not alone. We've never been alone. And the baby in Bethlehem was an extraterrestrial that was implanted, artificially inseminated into the Mother Mary. There was no fantasy idea or way that that happened that people can't imagine or haven't even thought about. That is reality. The male sperm, the female seed, doesn't happen by waving a magic wand. She was artificially inseminated. That baby went through the river of oblivion, was born here on planet Earth, was an advanced soul, but didn't have the knowledge to perform all the miracles. So at the age of 12, Jesus left with his brother, Eureki, and went to China, Burma, and India, and wound up in Japan, where he got married. His brother, Eureki, got killed. He kept his lock of hair in a box and had children. Jesus did. Died at the ripe old age of 90-some years old. And it's on the Internet. If you don't believe me, take a look there. But the Jesus that performed all the miracles, was that extraterrestrial from the planet Zyoba, who was transported here. Of course, there was a lot of preparation. It was all thought of in advance, how to make the world a better place. And indeed, it has survived all these centuries. And even now, we still think about Jesus. I'll be going to church tomorrow, singing in the choir in front of everybody, clapping my hands to the music. And... The story of Jesus, the legend of Jesus, has survived 20 centuries and is as strong as it ever was because there is a mystery involved there. All the miracles that were performed is totally amazing. How can you walk on water? How can you calm the seas of storm? How can you feed 5,000 people on the Sermon on the Mount? How can you raise Lazarus from the dead? How can you turn water into wine? How can you cure lepers? How can you drive demons out of people? How can you cure paralyzed people? How can you cure blind people? I'll tell you how. With the knowledge of how to do it. And that knowledge sometimes is nothing more than some very good technology which was being provided by the extraterrestrials who delivered Jesus to that area to begin his three-year ministry. Above, behind the clouds, out of view, 
this technology that they have has existed for some, in some cases, hundreds of millions of years before the Milky Way galaxy was even born. As I said, the Supreme Creator is a creator of bodies and planets. He's perpetuating the universe. He wants it to grow and expand, and that's what we do. He sees it through us. So God, the creator of the universe, expands the universe by having more sentient beings out there that experience it, everything for him, her. Isn't that amazing? We're experiencing the universe for God. But don't forget, God is in control of everything. God wants you to relax and have a good time and enjoy everything. Enjoy the ride, my friends. Don't be afraid. You are brave souls. You'll go to bed, you wake up in the morning, and it'll be a brand new day. And you'll go get them. You know, I will too. I'm not going to worry or fear. There's people dying, people in war right now. Their bodies blown away by rockets and bombs. And you're frightened over some spiritual information that I'm telling you. The sun's going down later. Now, in our revolution around the sun, isn't that amazing how we go through the different seasons? Here in southwest Texas, the weather is beautiful. It does get a little cold in the wintertime. Last week it got down in the 40s, but it's still awesome. I've got about one minute left, my friends, so thank you for listening to my show. I love you. I hope you love me. Remember, God is in control. Of the Supreme Creator is out there. Say a prayer to the Supreme Creator like this, and you'll hear an answer back, I guarantee it. Creator of the universe, you are awesome. We give you praise and worship for the miracles of all creation. Thank you for everything. You are cool. You are great. You are loving. Thank you, thank you, thank you for everything. A thousand thank yous. Goodbye, everybody. Talk to you next week. Bye-bye.